The What The If podcast is supported by the Unemployed Philosophers Guild with Freudian slippers. Think about it. Political and literary gifts and all kinds of other fun stuff. If you're still doing your shopping and you happen to be in New York City, they are down at the Union Square Holiday Market, but all over the world at upguild.com all year round. The Unemployed Philosophers Guild, the unexamined gift is not worth giving. Welcome to What The If. I am your host, Philip Shane, filmmaker. With me is a wonderful host, just back from the legendary holiday party, Matt Stanley. And by host, you mean I have parasites? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, for those who, who may not have celebrated in quite the same form uh, that we did at uh, your place for the current holiday, just give us a brief uh, description. Zagmuk. We celebrated Zagmuk. Uh, Zagmuk is the traditional Babylonian winter solstice, whereby we, we celebrate the battle between Marduk, the sun god, and Tiamat, the dragon of chaos. And how did it turn out? Uh, well, the sun came up the next morning, so it worked. So Tiamat was freed? No, Marduk was freed. Marduk you was don't, freed. You don't want Tiamat freed. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing that down for a future episode. What the if? Yeah. The forces completely yeah yeah okay speaking of solstice this is our end of the year uh solstice christmas zagmuk happens mm -hmm. to be hanukkah also for those of the jewish persuasion i am jewish i can't say i'm persuaded by it but i am and kwanzaa diwali diwali Catch. huh yeah yeah yeah, for all of us around the world celebrating, however we are celebrating, the darkest of darkest times. We have a very, very special episode here that our super duper 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 ifer, one of our longest term, long term, long time listener, contributor of many ifs, Miguel Bento, uh, on Twitter as at the Pora, T-H-E-B-O-R-R-A, -R -R from South Africa. This is going to be our special holiday episode, and also, frankly, in commemoration, in celebration, and yet I'm a little sad about it, the final episode of the Skywalker series of Star Wars movies, the main, the main tale. Mm -hmm. Miguel asks, what the if... Our hands were replaced with lightsabers. I think the our hands in there, first off, implies that this is happening to everyone. Now, interestingly, he says our hands were replaced with lightsabers. Yep. So already we have a Talmudic question here. Does he mean, you know, we were, it just means that we were all born with lightsaber hands or replaced. I'm going to think that they had to be replaced. Yeah, I'm thinking the latter. The structure of the sentence suggests that there was some kind of event, like a national health care crisis, where the, the expense of maintaining people's fingernails 
it was just too much. So they decided the best strategy was just to replace everyone's hands with lightsabers so they we could save money on nail clippers. Luke Skywalker, in the canonical series of uh, Star Wars movies, um, kind of missed a trick when uh, in one of the movies, spoiler alert, but I won't tell you which movie if you haven't seen the whole thing. He, he loses his hands. He loses one of his hands. A little mm-hmm. slip up, a little accident on the set. He then has it replaced with a mechanical hand, which interestingly, they, they I don't know that they ever make a big deal of that. No, it seems like bionics are, are no big deal in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. I mean, no one comments on it very much. Yeah. But I always, I, I even as a kid thought, well, they missed a trick there because he should have just had the lightsaber. You know, he should have just, why not? Then he wouldn't have to worry about dropping it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, well, maybe that's the other possibility is, um, Someone gets upset with how often humans drop their lightsabers. Right. Uh, and they decide that just installing them directly uh, will be much more efficient. Right. Right. And one thing we did learn throughout the series is that you don't have to have the, you don't have to be a Jedi uh, or, or even be force sensitive, which is something mm-hmm. that came up later on, uh, to use a lightsaber. Anybody can use a lightsaber. Well, that's right, because I think canonically, I think the the evidence for this is when Han Solo uses Luke's lightsaber to slit open the belly of the Tauntaun on Hoth, right? So so we know non-Force users can activate it, at least. Exactly what they can do with it is less clear, but at the very least, they can do some vivisection. It's the Swiss Army knife of that other galaxy far, far away. Well, we'd better hope so, since we've all got them on our forearms now. Interestingly, unlike actually a good Swiss Army knife, it the lightsaber seems to do one thing. Yeah, that's right. Uh, slice, well, I guess it's slice and dice in the classic Ron Popeil fashion. So they can be turned on and they can be turned off. And, and I'm going to guess also, I believe that what's implied in Miguel's question is that both our hands are replaced with lightsabers. Yeah, that sounds right to me. And also it seems like it would be kind of silly that if you're already replacing one hand on everybody you might as well do the second um if you have a a store if you have eight billion lightsabers sitting around you probably have 16 billion lightsabers sitting around so you might as well well you know the cost comes down (laughs) that's right yes (laughs) efficiencies of scale it would be a very colorful world because there are all different colors of lightsabers and inexplicably George Lucas and company, right? I believe that this is true, that there is actually no rhyme or reason as to the colors of the lightsabers. Um, other than, I think, the Sith have red. Yeah, but but it's like a fashion choice. That's right. Other than that, I think it is a fashion choice. I think there might be some some lore about Jedi choosing the crystals that generate yes. the color in their lightsabers. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm frankly not quite up on the last several years of, of Star Wars lore. Yeah. Well, I will say there is actually, uh, for anyone who watched The Clone Wars, I believe that was the particular animated, there, there's a couple of different animated series. There is a beautiful, really a genuinely well-written, poignant, beautiful episode in which uh, the young Padawan are being taught by Yoda how to become Jedi. 
for this, I think must be their final test, their final exam or something, they have to go into the very special cave, the only cave, I believe, in the galaxy where these crystals are stored or where they naturally grow. Each young Padawan kid has to find those crystals. But in the process, Yoda says, don't believe everything you see. And really, it's it's a it's kind of a Buddhist thing. I think that they they begin to see demons come up and you know say, "You're nothing, kid. You're a bum." So, are you suggesting there's something hallucinatory about having lightsabers around all the time? Well, the process of getting them was was a big deal. Uh, but it sounds like in Miguel's uh, version here, the lightsabers have been commodified, uh, mass produced. Yeah, mass produced. So you no longer need to go into those caves. In fact, probably like the real world. There are horribly enslaved people who do that mining. Um, yep, that seems likely. And then we just order them on Amazon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you sign up for the subscription. Uh, so once a month, they deliver a box of lightsabers and then you install them on your friends and family. Now, okay. So, first question, first problem here. So the the first question is, at what age do you get your hands replaced with lightsabers? That certainly mm-hmm. is a special ceremony. Yep. I mean, if you think a bris was something. <laughs> if you don't Star know what a bris, bris. is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe don't look it up. But let me just say, what if that involved a light being replaced with a lightsaber? Well, I should say the Moyle's hands would be lightsabers. Um, so that would require a certain amount of precision on their part. <laughs> would be a precision <laughs> circumcision. <laughs> and then what happens when it's over? Everybody claps. Oh, well, they clap their lightsabers together. That's right. <laughs> and you get that nice lightsaber on lightsaber sound. Yeah. Right? Scared the hell. If the baby wasn't already scared, that would uh, really rattle them. <laughs> we'll save that for our, um, maybe that's a Valentine's day episode i don't know what the <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> that'll be for what the if after dark okay that sounds right yeah it, what age do you think you get your first one let's see here you want to you don't want to do it too early or you'd have to be replacing them on a regular basis seems like lightsabers have sort of a standard hilt width so my sense would be as soon as your wrist was was wide enough to support that so 10 Mm-hmm. You get a lightsaber and that's, that's it for your life? Or would you get different sizes as you grow older? Well, that's what I, I'm thinking is, is you get, as soon as you're big enough to hold the standard size, I think. Yeah, we have to say, you know, I, I must say that um, aside from, I'm going to try to avoid as many spoilers as possible. Aside from one particular character who really like, he like went to Maker Fair and made his own lightsaber that's like completely off regulation. Uh, yeah. Okay. Pretty much everyone else has this. We've never seen like oh, a mini lightsaber. Uh, I should say not on the big screen, but in the classic um, Star Wars comics produced by Marvel back in the early days of the franchise. Um, Luke does, in fact, make a half length lightsaber. And there is also a lightsaber whip type thing. A lightsaber whip. Yeah. What is that like? Just what you'd imagine. So it's like a lightsaber with a flexible blade, kind of flops around. Wow. 
So it's Star Wars meets Indiana Jones. It's great. Or Wonder Woman. I should say, if you've never read any of the early Star Wars comics, they they are sublimely weird because in the early days, no one cared about things like canon or continuity or making the slightest bit of sense. So uh, if I remember right, they actually Marvel actually got the um, the rights to make the Star Wars comics before the actual movie had come out. So nobody really, nobody at Marvel knew what was supposed to be going on. So they just came up with the craziest stuff and nobody cared. So for instance, um, the the main heroes of the series are joined by um, a giant green rabbit. <laughs> was that supposed to be Yoda? <laughs> no, no, it's just that somebody is like, I think it would be cool if there was a giant green rabbit. And George Lucas said, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they really they really are magnificent um, comics. I would strongly recommend them if you have not read them. I, you know, I didn't. I, I vaguely knew there were comics. I had not read them when I was growing up, uh, and I didn't know they were from Marvel. So now, you know, Marvel and Star Wars both owned by Disney. That's right. They've come back together again. Synergy mm-hmm. has come back. Wow, fascinating. All right, so standard size. There's kind of one standard size that uh, you get. It does seem that the lightsabers are somewhat customized, like you can recognize Luke's. Yeah, that's right. The hilts are different. So presumably that would be part of the uh, the installation process is choosing what your new hands are going to look like forever. So a little bit like Harry Potter. Yeah, that's I thought. Yeah, that sounds like the right comparison. I'll you buy choose, that. Choose your wand. Mm-hmm. Um, although we're not it, it's there's no magic. Star Wars is not about magic. Oh no! It's it's um it's it's firmly grounded stories about space wizards. That's right. Yeah, it's not exactly hard science fiction, um, but but there is a difference. There is a difference, and in Harry Potter, the whole business with choosing your wand is that actually the wand chooses you. There's this like total synergy, which in the real real deep Star Wars thing, there is that about oh somehow the lightsaber might be a little bit personal to the person, but in general. No big deal. So it's a fashion statement or or comfort. Well, actually, you know, the fashion statement part of it might be quite interesting because, of course, you would have fashionable styles of lightsabers. So you could tell, you know, what generation someone was by looking at their their lightsaber hands and be like, oh, must have been tough to (laughs) turn 10 during the disco era because then you've got these these sparkly lightsabers that you're going to have for the rest of your life. It's like a tattoo. Yeah, right. It's like if you've got some really fashionable name, you're like, oh, all right. Well, you were obviously born in 1981. Whereas later, later versions, actually, people uh, eventually the lightsaber hilt got completely standardized uh, because everyone bought uh, cases for them. Yes, (laughs) to protect them. (laughs) Yeah, the bumpers. Uh, (laughs) uh, Boy, if you're using, speaking of which reminds me of when people were, uh, the the iPhone, uh, one of the iPhones uh, didn't work well. Uh, if you didn't have a case on it and you touched it in the wrong spot and it didn't work, and Steve Jobs said, you're using it wrong. So if you were using your lightsaber wrong, it, it could be trouble. could be trouble. Um, yep, I could also imagine there's probably um, some reliability issues that you'll want to make sure. If you happen to buy a substandard lightsaber, it's always going to be glitching out on you. Um <laughs> And, you know, it's hard to get spare parts. And every time you go swimming, it probably shorts out. It's wet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there's going to be, you know, there's going to be the fan, like 
there's going to be the eye the eye the eye lightsaber anyway there's going to be the apple version of the lightsaber and then mm-hmm. the samsung and then right. the android and and or whatever and then just down to the knockoff so the knockoff lightsaber and but actually probably most of the people in the world unfortunately the way things seem to go this not being star trek for instance yes that's right this is not a socialist utopia yeah most people are going to have very poor quality lightsabers. Many of them probably don't even turn on. Uh, that would be rather disappointing, I think. Yeah. Because then it's, um, yeah, totally useless. There is definitely going to be the haves and the have-nots, as there is in Star Wars anyway. But uh, Yep, that's right. It's definitely a um, wealth gap universe. Do the lightsabers work underwater? Have we ever seen that? Um, I don't think we've seen it on screen anyway. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's something in the the novels and comics. I'm pretty sure there has, but I can't remember off the top of my head um, what they're supposed what they do underwater. And by the way, just to point out your bona fides, if I'm mm. pronouncing that correctly, in Star Wars knowledge. I am I am looking at you, and I am on Skype here, where I can see you. I can only see the tiniest portion of your office, and I see a BB-8, a toy. Uh, yes, that's correct, given to me by a student. Yeah. And I see a corner of a classic poster. Is that from Star Wars? Uh, one of the original, uh, well, I should say a copy of one of the original 1977 posters, Um uh, again, these uh, these things that were, were put out before anyone knew what Star Wars was or what it was going to be, which is kind of cool. And it's a, it's a beautiful poster. And so knowing what I know about statistics, for instance, from uh, obser- uh, observational astronomy or something, that if in the random positioning of my view, a tiny peephole into your world, I see two Star Wars things, that means that there must be zillions of them. Oh. <laughs> um, well, let's see here. You've probably got a 45-degree uh, field of view, um, so you can multiply the number of Star Wars things you see by eight or so. And actually, that's that's probably pretty accurate for a number of Star Wars things in my office. Yeah. Assuming you don't count the lightsabers on my hands. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were out of frame. I didn't. <laughs> I was wondering what that buzzing noise was. I'm going to have to filter that out later. Another thing I've noticed about lightsabers is they all seem to have kind of the same length. Occasionally, there's a Darth somebody who comes out with the old. Uh, in fact, you are, since you know a bit about martial arts, what is. Do you happen to know what that. Like Darth Maul has this double sided thing. Double sided lightsaber, yeah. Does that have a particular name? In- uh, well, the way it gets used is in analogy to the real-world quarterstaff type weapon. So, so a, a bow staff in Japanese, I see. Um, which uh, uh, can't quite work because you usually, uh, lots of techniques with staff fighting, um, you hold the staff against your body for extra security or power, which would be a bad idea with a lightsaber. Yeah, although it should be noted that uh, Darth Maul did lose the lower half of his body at one point where he was split in half. And Yeah, that didn't work out so yeah, well. So. so he's, you know, he's a bit reckless as it is. So, uh, uh, but but in general, they're kind of the same length. Even that Darth Maul, the double-sided ones tend to be well, just two of what appear to be basically the same length mm-hmm. standard. 
Yeah, so when you first get your lightsabers installed, say age 10 or so, if you activate your lightsaber and you just let your arms hang at your side, um, they're going to hit the floor. Elementary schools and junior highs will have all of these shallow trenches cut into the floor <laughs> from disaffected youth wandering around with their hands at their sides. Have we seen materials that are lightsaber proof? I don't think we have. Um, again, not on the big screen, but canonically, uh, yes. Cortosis fiber is Ooh. supposed to be immune to being cut by uh, lightsabers. Uh, that, that has some appearances in um, the novels and the comics and I believe the video games as well. Have you played the video games? I played sort of the first generation of uh. Star Wars video games back in the day, but um, uh, not for the last century, actually, now that I think about it. <laughs> Knights of the Old Republic. Yes, yeah. that's right. Great, a that was game. a great game. Very mm -hmm. cutting edge, beyond cutting edge. So yeah, what I was going to say is, anyway, these the schools, uh, like most public schools, they can't afford this high-grade, you know, lightsaber-proof material on the floor. So it's just, yeah, screw it. You can turn off the lightsaber, right? I mean, I think we have to say that, right? It's not, it's not that you're light, you have lightsaber hands and they're always on. No, that would be absurd. It'd be like in class, the teacher would have to say, okay, everybody. Turn off your lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because can you imagine the racket of a fourth grade classroom, 30 kids all with their lightsabers going? Because you know all the kids are going to be whacking the lightsabers against their buddies' lightsabers just to get the sound effect. I mean, we used to do that just with rulers back in the day. And somebody's going to slip um, and, uh, you know, cut off their friend's arm. This world does have, uh, the, what are they called, the medical droids. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, again, Luke Skywalker style, um, they just put a new hand on. And, in fact, now that you bring this up, maybe there's some connection between the fact that Star Wars Universe has weapons that, that immediately cut off limbs and they're very good at bionics. That's probably not an accident, right? Imagine being a substitute teacher. You come in and the kids are just crazy oh. throwing paper X-wings around. The teacher goes, no! <laughs> Not a good world for trying to maintain order with young children. Also, on movie day, uh, you know, now back, back in my day, it was an actual movie and you had to turn out the lights to watch it. I'm guessing today it's all probably it's on a movie on a tv screen or something like that but even so they probably turn out the lights right mm -hmm. but then the kids turn on their lightsabers and then it's, and it's bright again exactly. and just to be jerks you know they start waving around stuff exactly um, yeah the thing is it's hard to be discreet it's not subtle humor you know the class clown that's gonna turn on his lightsaber. you can't really hide uh that's right you are it is immediately clear so that, that suggests then where our society would probably start rewarding uh, uh, gross tomfoolery rather than subtle jokes. Oh, interesting. Tell me more about this evolution well, of culture. Like you said, there's, uh, there's no point in um, uh, the, the class clown can't be sneaky. So they're only going to get rewarded for being full on buffoons. 
Right. And but you're saying is this bleeds into the wider culture. So yes. this becomes a world more of a Jerry Lewis type humor. <laughs> yeah, more of Jerry Lewis and less um who's the opposite Jerry Lewis. Lubitsch. Lubitsch. Lubitsch, okay. L- you know, the the uh the the verbal humor, things like that. Okay. All right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, who would be extreme? <laughs> this is a good question. Who does? See, we don't remember those people anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so we're, we're already there. <laughs> those movies in the 1930s which had a lot of verbal wit. Yeah, so let's see here. No, if we've got lightsabers for hands, we probably can't drive. That could be inconvenient. So I don't know if that means auto driving cars like Teslas would suddenly get much more popular. If we've got lightsabers for hands, then. It's a pretty Star Wars world. So the cars, you know, in Star Wars, they, they're they not, sometimes they're self-driving-ish, the ships, or they have droids, you know. Yeah, they've got droids. Yeah, so I guess so. there would be a sudden um, uh, surge in the droid-making industry. Those droids, much to their chagrin, are born with jetpack feet. inexplicably Um, yeah why not what's funny is that yeah the Star Wars world it's not very accessibility you know like handicap accessibility or whatever ADA style ADA rules uh, yeah uh, uh, which is what Americans with Disabilities Act which is uh, Mm -hmm. what gets uh, at least here in the US you know the law is that anyone uh, with a business or if you're going to build something it has to have has to be accessible to the handicap, so it has to have ramps. And yeah, and like actually, that. that's, I think actually that's the least of our worries. There's constant bottomless pits and, you know, walkways with no railings, um, you know, electrical conduits all exposed, garbage chutes you can just fall into. <laughs> um, this is not a well-regulated universe. It's true. The number of bottomless pits is pretty hilarious. <laughs> it's quite extraordinary. So this is a world where everyone, uh, we all have lightsaber attached. We, we've replaced our hands with lightsabers, and there are bottomless pits everywhere. So another thing, your your elementary school, forget the scars on the floor from kids just, and the walls and everything from the kids just messing around and being sloppy with their, uh, being saber sloppy, you know, on your way to gym class or something, you, you don't let the bullies kind of lure you into the side hallway that leads to the bottomless pit. And certainly uh, Phantom Menace suggests that uh, there's not a lot of, well, maybe there aren't public schools at all and (laughs) children are allowed to run wild. And actually one thing to ponder is that children younger than 10 are the only people in the world with fingers. Ooh. So they can, they're the only people who can do things like open doorknobs and yet it seems like star wars is a little bit like star trek in that the doors tend to be automatic that's true and that's probably why right well actually i shouldn't say that what am i talking about they're either automatic or they have a two or three or four button key you know uh, code pads code pads that if you blow it up means the door opens, which which actually is a rare safety feature there. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, that's like the one thing that's regulated. But the only problem is the prisons 
seem to be the same way. Just blow <laughs> the, they just blow up the the little yeah. keypad and the prisoner is free. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, that's good planning. That's you know, fail safe. That's true. Yeah. That's true. It's fail safe because there's always plenty of guards in the hallway to stop you. <laughs> A separate what the if that would be less magical and therefore far less interesting to me, uh, but would be what if we just had no hands? What if everybody had no hands? Because for those times you're not using the lightsaber, you just have these metallic cylinders, stubs, at the end of your hands. And so, for instance, how do you eat? Or how do, how do you do anything? Like you mentioned the kids have fingers. Yeah. Uh, so, in fact, everybody gives up a significant amount of dexterity. Yeah, that's right. I mean, like, no more texting, for instance. Again, the droid. you know, it seems like the droids pick up a lot of slack here. Mm-hmm. And this might explain the preponderance of droids in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. 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 Very, very, very fancy people could have uh, dinnerware made out of that material you said that was lightsaber proof. Uh, the cortosis, yep, it could be. For instance, you want to pick up a mug, you could put the lightsaber, you know, point it through the handle of the mug and then just sort of, you know, lift the cup. You know, just like it's on a yep, long. That would pole. be tricky. I don't know if you've ever tried to lift a coffee mug with, with just one finger, but it tends to, it's tricky. to slide a little. Let's see. I think you're you're probably best off trying to drink soup through a straw. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So you have your, um, your younger than ten year old child around, who puts the soup in front of you and puts the straw in. Sort of a Shabbos boy kind of thing, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, and then you drink your soup. We already have devices that solve this problem, of course. Those uh, hats where you can put you know two 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 cans of beer on either side. Oh, that's of your a good hat idea. Yep. And a straw, right. mm-hmm. and you are good. Yeah, you just fill it with clam chowder instead. Yeah. The people of this world so value having both hands replaced with lightsabers that they are willing to completely they, they basically the entire civilization has to be completely reworked right i mean we we these we are no longer obviously we're no longer standard human fare but this is like a major 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 thing i mean it really is a huge what if if really you just had no hands Humans are the only ones we know of, in fact, aside from primates mm. that have anything like hands. And, of course, the primate hands are not as dexterous as ours. Right. Is that right? So uh, most of the creatures on Earth deal with this issue. They don't have the lightsabers, fortunately. But I mean, if you think Grizzly Man was bad, imagine if you know bears came at you like uh, Dooku. What's his name? Commander <laughs> uh, Colonel Dooku? Yeah, Count Dooku. Count Dooku, of course. Yeah. Count, Count Dooku, right. Which is a little more Harry Potter-esque. Uh, comes at you, yeah, with spinning. If they had the options, cats would replace their paws with lightsabers for maximum damage. If a cat had four lightsabers, mm-hmm. one for each foot, when you when you turn on a lightsaber, can you use that to propel you upwards? 
Hmm. Or no, probably the, the, the darn thing just shoots right into the floor unless it's made of that material. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the cat climbs on you in the morning when it's time for feeding uh, and turns on his lightsabers. <laughs> and that's it for you. And very quickly, all cat owners are dead. <laughs> no. Uh, well, you know, we do have to trim their claws. And, and so you. you yeah, well, I don't know what the. His lightsabers are getting a little long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we should uh, trim those back a bit because so that's it for our couch, right? The furniture is just gone. I think I think the, it would be a world of unimaginable violence and savagery, but almost all of it unintentional. You go to shake somebody's hand, you accidentally stab them. You you, uh, you go to comb your hair, you slice your head off, right? Um, so it would just be an unending series. Of, of horrifying <laughs> moments uh, of people harming themselves and others. So here's, here's what I imagine happened. Uh, and these kind of cultural events do happen. There is occasionally a spark. Something will appear in the entertainment world. The Beatles, Elvis, right? And suddenly there's a whole transformation of the culture. Everyone's like, ooh, so rock and roll. Yeah, we all want to do that. And suddenly the world has changed. I think maybe there was like a Monty Python series or something. Where a comedy series where they did this, right? they replaced their hands with lightsabers, but it happened to come on at a time where such a thing was feasible in medically. Everybody started doing it, and uh, what began as slapstick humor just became a virus that destroyed a civilization. Uh, yeah, that has certainly happened. You know, death by Jerry Lewis. That's for sure. Surely he's responsible for some actual deaths out there in the world. But, yeah. There may be civilizations out there. In fact, there may very well be a galaxy far, far away that a long time ago, perhaps, mm -hmm. had this situation and the, the civilization collapsed because they were obsessed with lightsabers for hands. Yep. And they ended up um, not being able to eat. So they starved to death while they simultaneously accidentally stabbed themselves and their loved ones and or were killed by their cats. <laughs> that's right. And maybe that's why there's so few Jedi. <laughs> and Sith, too. Yeah, you the know, vast just... majority of them just um, accidentally stabbed themselves while taking a shower or something. Yeah. Also, a good reason why the Jedi and the Sith or the, the, the whole business with the Force, the reason why... The for maybe here's the thing: the force was discovered by accident because people. Ah, oh, this is it. See, the force. You have that. Remember, to quote one of the movies again, I won't say which one, but the force is more than just lifting. Using the force is more than just lifting rocks. However, sometimes it's good for lifting rocks, and mm. so when your hands are no longer. Ah. capable for anything telekinesis as we say in our world becomes a thing and that's that's what happens. all right so so you're suggesting we have some intense darwinian selection pressures that lead to the evolution of force users and and this force sensitive whatever that is so yeah because they're the only ones who can actually eat that's right that's right uh and actually who can as you said have combat at somewhat of a distance because they can throw you know, there's always these cylinders rock. everywhere which you can pull off. The, the There's a little bit of a Terry Gilliam Brazil-like aspect to the Star Wars world in which there are ducts 
ducts everywhere, big pipes and, and things like that. They're always freely available to grab and throw mm-hmm. at your opponent. And hurl. Yeah. So again, imagine the classroom. We come back to the classroom where maybe it's a little older, a little older classroom. Maybe you get, these are like sophomores now in high school and they all have telekinesis force powers. So, oh boy. so not only they're all flailing their lightsabers around as the substitute she comes in the room, but they've learned to stay away from each other because clearly that's, you know, the last kid that that happened to was uh, not here anymore. And, uh, Oh, he's he's become a droid. He's become Count Dooku. All that's left of him is his heart <laughs> beating inside a, ca- a metal cage and spinning. <laughs> well, but I mean, if we've got a, a high school full of force users, there's there's some bad consequences there. One of which is, of course, the classic Jedi mind trick, right? These are not oh. the droids you're looking for. Oh so if you're a substitute teacher in a classroom where every teacher or every student yeah. can say, yes, everyone was present today. Everyone was present today. You want to put down an A for our last test. You want to put down an A for your last test. That's, uh, I suppose that would be another method of societal collapse. That's right. Well, you get sent to the principal's office for force choking your teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, that would happen a lot, I think. Yeah, that's right. That's right. But the teachers can do it back, too. Uh, that probably helps, yeah. So you really get that awesome kind of Kylo Ren, Ray force standoff thing or, or any of the Jedi things, right? Where it's like two people, two Jedi, both trying, both pulling the same lightsaber that's hovering in the air. So that kind of stuff is happening all the time between student and teacher. Uh, yes, except it's things like put your phone down and then they, they battle over the phone with the force or uh, stop eating that donut if it were me I, and I had telekinesis, I would very subtly pick up a piece of chalk and begin drawing things on the blackboard. Oh, all right. Maybe in the corner, you know, nobody knows until all of a sudden it's too late. And there's some, some, some slightly risque things. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. No, they'd be clever, clever, you know, witticisms, Oscar Wilde type. The other kids would draw the penises. I think that's what you're <laughs> Before we wrap up, I want to give out another one, one last shout out to our friends at the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, makers of finger puppets of the great philosophers and Freudian slippers. You can find them at philosophersguild.com. And during the holidays at the Union Square Holiday Market in New York City, the Unemployed Philosophers Guild, smart, funny gifts for your smart, funny friends. Next week, some other if is coming our way. You can send us suggestions for what it might be on Twitter at what the if show on Twitter, or you can email us feedback at what the if.com. Go to our website, what the if.com, and you can listen to all our shows there. You can subscribe. And if you would do us a favor in return, if you could just leave us a review on whatever podcast service you're listening to, that would be wonderful. Next week, who knows? among all the possible ifs that could be done. We don't know what's coming next. Yeah. We just know that, boom, it'll be there among all the possibilities. One will appear. That's the one you're going to hear next week. And in imagining this, we cannot help but scream, What? 
Да! Эй!